0: On episode 83 of the new 8 Days a Geek podcast, PUBG tests free, Hulu gets cheap, and Valentine's Day gets fancy. Stay tuned. to another episode of the new 8 days of geek podcast. I'm your host Jesse Miller and joining me as always, the man who once wore a woman's face mask to get through security only to have it explode, Sean Scott. You come up with that? Oh, come on. You don't know that?
1: I mean, I know I get the re- I get the reference, oh, okay. but like with, we didn't talk, we didn't talk about the movie or or anything. Well, no, like no. what brought that to
0: mind? Like, that's that's just what I do when I don't actually have anything to make fun of you for is I come up with situations from other geeky movies that I can slap in and put you in. We didn't talk a lot a whole lot beforehand. Nothing in, in nothing this really instance, funny. It was anyway. Total recall. Yeah, it was total recall, obviously. Two weeks. Two weeks. <laughs> anyway. Don't judge me, Sean. Whatever. You've been judged. <laughs> as shitty. Awesome. Thanks, Judge Dredd. That's your next one, so get ready for it. Uh, So,
1: first thing, blurbs, John. Which Judge Dredd? Which Judge Dredd? Am I going to be like Sylvester
0: Stallone Judge Dredd? Yeah, 100%.
1: Carl Urban Judge
0: Dredd? No, 100% (laughs) Sylvester Stallone. Cursed Earth Pizza.
1: I want to be Sylvester (laughs) Stallone Judge, if I had to pick. So, F you, pal.
0: (laughs) I'm your worst nightmare. (laughs) Uh, Well... And all's right in the world. <laughs> so uh, you're responsible for the first uh, couple of blurbs here.
1: Uh, yeah, it's just a couple renewals and cancellations. A little bit of brief TV news for everybody. Uh, Netflix has announced uh, that F is for Family, the animated uh, television series, Bur or by Bill Burr, has been renewed for season. I see. I don't remember what order these were in. Uh, The second one is uh, "Stand Against Evil. This was a show. I believe you watched this one, didn't you?
0: I did, these sons of bitches.
1: It's official now. IFC has officially canceled Stan after, I believe, it was three seasons, right? Yeah, it will not be returning for a fourth. Yeah, if, uh, if you were waiting for official news on that show, it is officially done. And then the last one here is a little sad, but uh, you know, I kind of saw this one coming. Well, one of my one of my favorite long running shows on TV right now, Suits on USA, uh, has announced they will return for a ten episode ninth and final season uh, next year. They're in the midst of the second half of their. Right now, it actually debuted just the other night, and right ahead of that debut was this announcement that they were going to finish up this season, then come back next year for a 10-episode ninth season and finish out the show. Side news to that uh, is during the premiere of the second half of the season of season eight, just the other night, they also showed a trailer for the spinoff of this television series starring Gina Torres from Firefly and Serenity. Uh, her character was Jessica Pearson on this show for for many seasons before she also left uh, along with Patrick Adams and Meghan Markle after season seven and uh, she will have her own spin-off series uh, also a law show taking place in Chicago whereas this show takes place in New York and uh, that will debut I believe next season as well so if, uh, if you're a fan of the show and you haven't watched you know this week's debut episode yet there's a there's a trailer for that within it mm-hmm <clears throat>
0: I'm still stuck on Stand Against Evil getting canceled. <clears throat> that that makes me angry. I'm not,
1: sure if I, I'm not sure if I watched all three seasons or not. Like uh-huh. I know I picked that show up, but it was on. An, it's on IFC, which is just an odd channel. I always forget to check, and uh, yeah. So I'm not even sure if I watched all three seasons. But I'm sure it's available somewhere streaming.
0: Yeah, uh, Hulu. I think has it. I think uh, I don't know if they have the newest season. I think the newest season comes out on Hulu, I want to say around February 20th, I read. I could be completely wrong on that, but I believe that's about it. Uh, it was a great frickin' show, and it had John C. Riley, which automatically yeah. makes pretty much anything a great freaking show. Um, God, that pisses me off a little, because now uh, they've canceled like the two horror shows that I really enjoyed, and it was uh, Ash vs. Evil Dead. And Stand Against Evil. They were the two They were two sides of the same coin for me. Because they were both horror TV shows. Which is really hard for me to get behind any kind of horror. Because it's just not my genre. But I loved Ash vs. Evil Dead. Because it was like crazy horror. You know, nasty blood everywhere kind of stuff. You know, intestines and everything. But it had some humor. And then you had, for people who couldn't handle the gore of Ash vs. Evil Dead... I would suggest Stand Against Evil for them. Because Stand Against Evil still had blood, but didn't have guts. So the gore okay. was toned down, but the content was still a horror genre with a comedy underlying foundation. It was still fantastic. And that really aggravates me. I don't normally like react strongly to <laughs> cancellations, but that one, that one kind of pissed me off. And anyone <clears throat> who follows me on Twitter has seen for like the last month or so, I've been retweeting um, renew stand against evil things. Uh, mm. So yeah, that that's a bummer. I probably would have seen that. Yeah. Oh, well they come and they go. John C. Riley just needs to do something else now. All right. Well, uh, I got the next one. <clears throat> so I used to 50, 50, my GPS navigation between ways and Google maps. Google bought ways, but not all the features moved over to Google Maps. And one of the main features, all right, I drive like a little old lady. Anyone who's driven with me can attest to this. I always go to the speed limit. I'm one of you those people. You absolutely drive like a little old lady. I do. And I go the speed limit all the time. I, never, I don't even go five over typically unless I'm it like is, in a really big hurry. It is awful. <laughs> yeah, try, try a six-hour drive to Chicago with me.
1: <laughs> it takes <These> six hours <laughs> it takes
0: all of six hours <laughs> but because of that i like to know what the speed limit is on the road that i'm on and sometimes i'm not paying attention and i don't see the speed limit sign or sometimes uh illinois uh, there are no speed limit signs for miles so way towers <laughs> this is a lot of cell towers hours uh, <laughs> there's the uh, on ways they had a feature where it would actually show you the speed limit of the road in the corner of the map, and because of that, I would use ways a lot. Now that has it's come. color when you exceed the speed limit. I know, and it's awesome. I love it. Uh, Google Maps. I mean, I just get used to driving up. with it at that color. You know what I mean? <laughs> if it changes the normal color, sounds like shit. I got to speed up. <laughs> so now uh, that feature has come to Google Maps. You can now display the speed limit. Um, in both the Android and the iOS app down in the corner of the screen. Uh, sometimes it doesn't work 100%. I mean, you know, they obviously don't know the speed limit for every Bob's road out in the rural areas. So sometimes you're not going to see it, but on major highways, major roads, major streets, those you probably will. And from what I've seen, it is pretty darn accurate, um, within a cup, I would say within 50 feet of a speed limit sign speed limit change it changes on the screen um sometimes not even that long sometimes it changes as soon as i see the sign so that's kind of cool it's nice to have especially when you don't know the speed limit of the area you're in don't want no tickets
1: i mean it's not it's it's a cool feature it's good that they added the feature but i think i i still i'll still use i still use ways more often than i use google maps
0: do you See, Waze, my biggest problem with Waze is I don't like their um, landscape mode. Their landscape mode, like, off-centers the map on my phone for some reason.
1: Uh, Landscape mode. What do you mean? What's, <laughs> this is a stupid question. What do you mean by landscape mode?
0: When you turn your phone sideways?
1: I mean, I turn my yeah. phone. Yeah, I always put my phone sideways and then, like, up in my... In like my dash hole, <laughs> like my,
0: my <laughs> <speedometer>. <laughs> that's a fun term, isn't it? Uh, right in your dash
1: hole.
0: <laughs> you know, can't care about taking your phone and sticking it in yeah. your dash hole.
1: <laughs> put it up there and by my speedometer, you know. Uh, but I always put it, yeah. Uh, so no, it, it's it, okay, your me, so like your little
0: icon is like off-centered. Yeah. Let me <clears throat> let's see here. That's weird, dude. Yeah, I gotta turn mine on now. Yeah, I'm gonna turn mine on. I'll tweet out a picture here, um, dude. I already have an account. Don't make me do this. I, like... I deleted it from my phone. Whenever, uh... okay. So now if I if I turn on navigation, so I say I want to go to. Uh, I don't know. Tell it where I want to go somewhere. Let me find a Starbucks nearby. That'll work. I'm to go to work. I go there. So now I turn. Let's see. And I say, yes, "You're
1: right. Maybe it is
0: kind of slightly off center." Zoom. Okay. Yeah. See, it doesn't. Uh, like, if I say recenter, <laughs> it's weird. It doesn't put the little car in the middle of the screen. I guess it's not entirely in the center. You're right.
1: Yeah. It is. It mine is just like, and I only mean slightly, but like slightly off to the right.
0: Yeah, it is. It's slightly off to the right, and that I don't know why, but that that throws me off when I'm driving. It bothers me.
1: Yeah, no, it doesn't bother me. I don't know why. I've never really noticed it. So, and then you also you know, have. I go,
0: you also have the thing of. Oh, uh, when
1: you're right. When like when you when you're not in landscape mode though, it's it, right it, it is. It is right in the middle. Okay, uh-huh. so now I'm going to check Google Maps. We're
0: spending a lot of time on a blurb. <laughs> That's, it's okay. It's all right, because the rest of the okay. rundown is pretty sparse.
1: <laughs> so Google Maps, and now, uh, yeah, you you tell me how to go to work, too.
0: And I am tweeting this out. Um. Uh, I mean
1: it 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 yeah it stays directly in the center. I've never noticed
0: that. Yeah, I'm not the podcast. Okay. So <clears throat> people aren't uh, this is going to have no context for people right None now. None whatsoever. <laughs> when they listen to the show, they're like, "Oh, that's what he was talking about." Okay. <clears throat> and yeah, it doesn't really Yeah. Uh I'll put I'm tweeting out this is the ways landscape mode off to the right that I was talking about on the podcast parentheses in the future. <laughs> awesome. You know what? Maybe what I'll do, uh, we're, we're going to delete that tweet, actually. I'll schedule it for the same time the podcast comes out. That way people aren't too confused. Uh, another issue I have with Waze that I've just realized, I looked at on my phone and it reminded me. Even when the app is closed, it's actively using my location. That's a little annoying. And it won't, it won't stop until I actively close the app. Google Maps doesn't do that. If it's not the main application, it's not actively, like, pinging anything, it doesn't look like. Because iOS, you may not, well, you may not see it on Android, but on iOS, the top bar my clock turns blue if something's actively using my location.
1: Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I really don't understand, because, like... I shut down all the apps, you know what I mean? Like I go in you know, and, and kill all the little, t- you know, all the tabs or whatever, yeah. you know? Uh, but then I know apparently there is stuff that still works in the background. Even if you've done that, I guess, is that what you're talking about or? well, no,
0: <clears throat> if I actually close the Waze app and force, close it, it does go away. But like, for instance, if I bring up Google maps, okay.
1: Um, I guess my question to you would be just like, why are you ever not just closing ways when you're done with it?
0: You know. Well, see, because uh, iOS you have home, like- a home button; it just goes to home, so it's an extra step for me to physically close the app. You know, because sure. I've got a then I've got I've got the iPhone XS, so I've got to actually, you know, exit the home button or let's see. So if I go into it, I've got to lift up and hold. To get my app list, and then I've got to flick always away to turn it off. I don't like that because Google Maps doesn't do that. If it's not actively navigating me somewhere, if I'm just in the map view view where I'm viewing things, if the app goes away, it turns off that little notification that it's using uh, location. Maybe I'm just more meticulous about that kind of,
1: like, I I just, like, constantly am closing everything. Like, I hate there being anything open yeah, at I'm, all.
0: I'm way too important of a person to waste my time on that. <laughs> wow, way to try to turn that into an insult. <laughs> You're such a dick. I know. So, um, yeah, that was way more time than I had planned on spending on that. But it's it's good information, you know? Why not? So now gaming gaming news. Uh PUBG, uh that game that so many people love. Uh it didn't it oh, yeah. took it took My off. Favorite. Oh yeah, Sean's favorite. It took it's off huge PUBG <laughs> player. It took off because everybody loves a battle royale apparently. However, when Fortnite came into the scene and said, "Hey, we'll give you that experience plus building for free." Uh everyone obviously went crazy and flocked to Fortnite. And the price, uh, the barrier to entry right now in PUBG is the price of the game. Um, it's not a well, it's not a well coded game. Still, it's st- they're still working bugs out of it, and yet it costs <clears throat> sometimes around thirty dollars to buy this game. <coughs> you know, and that that's an issue. Um, people aren't going to spend thirty dollars on a game they're not one hundred percent sure they're going to like. Typically, so. Player Unknown Battlegrounds, what PUBG stands for, has begun testing a new free-to-play version of the game called PUBG Lite, and they're testing this in Thailand right now. Um, it's a good idea. I just it's its own standalone game, and you know it'll have its own dedicated dev team and. They're saying maps and features will eventually trickle down from the paid game. But what I want to know is what is it starting at? Like, what is the feature set starting at? What are they, what are they cutting out to justify the free price tag? You know, because PUBG doesn't have that much as it is right now. So I, there's not a whole hell of a lot you can cut out of it. Um, the, uh, the the light version is also made to run on a less powerful machine than the regular PUBG game, which is a little weird. Uh let's see here. <clears throat> PUBG Lite, minimum, rec, uh, minimum specs. Uh, we got Windows 7, 8, or 10 in 64-bit. Core i3, 2.4 gigahertz, 4 gigs of RAM. You can use integrated Intel HD 4000 graphics uh, and a 4 gigabytes worth of hard drive space. The recommended specs are the same OS. A Core i5, 2.8 gigahertz, 8 gigs of RAM. And something uh, at or above a GeForce GTX 660 or a Radeon HD 7870, uh, also with the same four gigs of hard drive. Eh. I mean, the minimum specs being able to run on integrated graphics is nice, but that's also you can almost guarantee that's going to be potato mode. Uh, nothing's going to look good. So, mm. what the hell does potato mode mean? You've never heard potato mode. <laughs> Um, potato mode is when a game's graphic settings have to be set low enough that everybody's head looks like a potato. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's potato mode.
1: That's the dumbest thing. <laughs> you say so.
0: Yeah, PC Master Race. <clears throat> so yeah, uh free version of PUBG may be coming to you. How about they just lower the price? Make it 5 bucks. Make it 10 bucks. What the hell is this $30 price tag for? I didn't even play PUBG... Uh, until the mobile version came out, because I wasn't going to pay for it on PC. And then the mobile version came out. And I played that a little bit, and then they added it to the Xbox Live Game Pass. And that's really—I I downloaded it, but I haven't even played it yet. Uh, but anytime I can get a game without paying for it, I'm going to play it. Uh, unless it's for—unless it's fork knife, as I say. I like to play with people. Uh, my. One of my uh, cousins likes Fortnite, and I always tell him all the time, you know, you're really good at that fork knife. It just gets under his skin. It's fantastic. It's really, it's really <laughs> clever. I know, right? Anyway, <clears throat> so another game that has been in a uh, crosshairs lately, Fallout seventy six. It's not great.
1: Ooh, what did they do wrong? Now
0: <laughs> they didn't do anything wrong. It's just something different. Uh, they have outlined how their new PVP mode. Which they are calling survival works uh, <clears throat> so now you have two different versions two different ways you can play fallout 76 um, Survival's still in testing, but it will eventually just be adventure or survival. Adventure is what we have now. you know, you enter the wasteland and you adventure with either your friends or strangers and if uh if you don't want to do PVP, you just don't shoot anybody. Uh, If somebody shoots you, it's uh, highly uh, reduced damage. And as long as you don't shoot them back, um, the PvP doesn't engage. They have such reduced damage, it would take them forever to actually kill you and you can run away. Uh, However, in this new survival mode, everyone has full damage on everyone at all times. Meaning if someone is not on your team... They are probably your enemy <laughs> So shoot them all um, <clears throat> So let's see here uh, It says here This was one thing I was kind of worried about It says a scaling system will be in place To make it easier for lower level players To fight back against higher ones um, Point. It, But I don't know how they're going to make that happen it that's weird
1: <clears throat> sense i mean i i feel like didn't uh, world of warcraft m- m- do it where it was more like the area was split like you know uh you know this you know between this level and this level hangs out over here and this level and this level hangs out over there like what you know don't they normally divide it more like that in these kind of games
0: well i mean if you're playing survival you're on a separate set of servers than the people playing adventure so yeah, the two the two players don't cross paths.
1: Right. But I mean like even in the survival, like when it comes to being different levels, you know, is it always has it is it always just a free-for-all? Or yeah, you know, like basically how do other how do other games handle that type of situation? Do they you know have they ever scaled things or did they segregate level? You know, that's what I was talking about was like more like segregating the levels of of
0: people. I think some of uh, world of Warcraft's way of doing it was to make it very, very, very difficult for a new player to get into certain spots of the map. Okay. Uh, But fallout 76 is not, I mean, they, they might be able to do that, but it's not built that way. It's built to the point where you can pretty much walk wherever you want to walk um <clears throat> they like i said they do say that um yeah there will be a there will be a scaling system in place so we'll we'll see how it works when they get it honestly i haven't played a lot of fallout 76 um for different reasons i really haven't played it because i don't like the fact that yeah I, i'm a good samaritan so when i see somebody getting their ass beat by a super mutants i step in and i'm like here i'll help and then we will lay waste to some super mutants. And then all of a sudden, I have this little puppy following me around for the next goddamn hour. You know, he they just won't leave me alone. And it's like, dude, I saved you. I don't want you to actually follow me. That's unnecessary. <laughs> Go away. <laughs> I think you've co- I think you've complained about this before. Yeah, I, de- I have. I know I have. Because it's like... You're, you're it's literally my, complaining about making friends. It's my one big pet peeve. It's the one thing that happens in Fallout 76 that I can't necessarily stop that literally makes me quit the game. I stop, I quit every time it happens. Like, I'll give someone, like, 15 minutes. And if they haven't... Lo- I mean, I won't acknowledge their existence for 15 minutes. I will completely ignore you. And if in 15 minutes you're still hanging around me, I will log out and switch servers. I <laughs> yeah, just... I don't... I don't I will help strangers, but I don't want to play with them. <laughs> I am a I am a lone player or I will play with the people that I have established friendships with. But you have to I'm not basically I'm saying I'm not going to establish a friendship with you inside of a video game. Like we have to have been friends some other way before I will play games with you. I'm I, I'm I I don't know. That might make me sound like complete You're a hardcore but man, it, but it's just you know, I mean, some other way, like at least we have to have been Facebook friends and like talked on face, like commented like, on each other's posters. I'm someday.
1: not a big I'm not a big online game player, but even when I've even when I was like, you know, heavily into Call of Duty uh, on on Xbox. Uh, yeah, there were plenty of guys that I've never met anywhere other than playing online and, you know, used to chat with them and play in
0: parties with them all the time. So I have no problem with that. Yeah. See, I just I have this feeling that when it comes to video games, the majority of people it's their worst version of themselves. And you don't want <clears throat> I I know I don't. I don't want my first impression to someone else being the worst version of myself while I'm competitive playing a video game. That's a bad time. So, you know, I just feel this uh, yeah, I feel the same way. Number 1, number 2, I want to be the lone survivor i don't need I don't need helpers, I really don't even when I play with my friends, we're in entirely different parts of the map typically, and the only thing we do <clears throat> is if we need something the other one has, we'll meet up, swap stuff, and then part ways again. We don't really travel together so. oh well, I'm used to the old fallout games, I guess old habits die hard.
1: So even in the old Fallout games I always had a companion, <clears throat> always had the dog really? or, or or in Fallout 3 always I in Fallout 3 I had uh I think could you have two in Fallout 3? Or well, no, I think you could only have
0: one. You have one in Fallout 3. I think you might have been able to have in Vegas you were able to have two. Yeah, that's right.
1: That's- uh so yeah, in Fallout 3 I think uh I used both the uh dog meat and sometimes fox, the super mutant And in uh, New Vegas, I always brought around uh, the dog. I don't remember what his name was. I don't think it was Dog Meat in that one. I think it was Rex or something. Um, Had like a robot companion, I believe. Because you could, I think that was the thing. I think you could have like one living and one robot. Um, And then I also have the dog and... So even in the yeah. apocalypse you need compa- the
0: companionship man No no you don't not even a little uh I I have not I have not had a companion in Fallout in a single Fallout game that's allowed it uh I have I have them for the amount of time I have to have them like um when I have
1: talked about this before, but you know that like even I think in Fallout 4 specifically, because uh, like you were like, oh, well, I use the Lone Wanderer perk or whatever. Uh, but like that's still in effect with dog meat. So like you can use dog meat as a companion. and Yeah, that, that perk still is in effect.
0: That's true. But dog meat still breaks my stealth. He still attacks things when he's not supposed to.
1: Nah, I mean, occasionally, yes, but at the same time, I mean, because I play a very stealthy character, too. I'm I'm always sneaking everywhere. And uh, I mean, honestly, you can just leave dog meat to his own. Like if he sneaks off and goes and attacks somebody and your stealth is that good like mine is, like you just stay hidden and just wait for it. And they'll either take dog meat down or not, you know, and when they take dog meat down, he just sits there and whimpers uh, until you come heal him. Yeah. But uh, I don't even want to, uh, uh,
0: uh,
1: just, uh, just uh, really let dog meat fall off mountains all the time and <clears> stuff. <throat> like, I don't know how many times I'm, I'm like walking up like a really, I'm climbing up something that you may not supposed to be climbing up and, and things like that. And then all I hear is, and I'm like, Oh, there went the dog. <laughs> wow. <laughs> he falls off stuff all the time. It's hilarious. And then you find him at the bottom and he comes running up like, Oh, I'm healthy again. That's why it's great to have an essential companion.
0: Yeah, don't need it. Don't want it. Oh, thank you. (laughs) (laughs) I will stroll alone through the radioactive wasteland. (laughs) The first time I was climbing up something and I just heard, (laughs) what's that?
1: Oh, the dog fell.
0: Wow. Way to laugh about pain, Uh, Sean. it's, It's hilarious. All right. Well, that's it for Vigia Games today. I have to tell you something, Trevor. It's time for TV News.
1: John. V News. So in an update to a story that we talked about on last podcast, uh, Viacom has followed through uh, with the acquisition of Pluto TV, the free ad-supported streaming service that we discussed uh, last episode. Uh, They paid $340 million in cash for this thing. So they supposedly have uh, around 12 million monthly active users uh, and will operate as an independent subsidiary within the company, uh, retain their existing CEO. Uh, They offer around 100 ad-supported channels and a library of on-demand content. Is this the service you said you were familiar with?
0: Uh, No, I hadn't heard of them. Um, I, I had to go in and read about him on the last, uh, last episode.
1: So this, uh, according to uh, The Verge, this is all about Viacom getting direct access to the millions of consumers uh, as well as earning money from their existing back catalog through serving ads. So um, it's currently available for free on uh, iOS and Android, on smart TV platforms from Samsung and Vizio and in VR with Oculus TV. Uh, They expect uh, a much more broad uh, they expect it to be available in, in a much more broader uh, area uh, now that it's been acquired by Viacom, you know, which is a behemoth. So, um, I mean, it's kind of cool, uh, as long as they don't, you know, free streaming service, you know, I, uh, we've talked about that before. I, I think it's cool anytime there's a free streaming service that, you know, uh, of any kind. So, um, as long as they're not, uh, you know, going to turn this into like their new paid thing, uh, I-, I think uh, I think it's a good idea. You know,
0: yeah i i like the I like streaming services that are ad supported that are completely free. Hulu, I'm looking at you. You're 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 paid, but you're ad supported also, which is kind of weird. But anytime. There's a service that allows people to get into it, watch content, enjoy content, and not have to pay. I mean, that's, that's broadcast TV, you know? So, hopefully they keep it that way. Hopefully they just want the eyeballs, you know? I don't know. Viacom as a company.
1: Much mm. About the service, I kind of like to to check it out and see like what kind of stuff they offer on there, you know?
0: yeah. Yeah, I didn't. I, I don't remember if I went back and looked at their lineup or not. I don't think I did. Um, I don't know if it'll be easy to do that or not. Pluto TV. Oh, it's Pluto TV. Go figure. And their their loading screen just says Pluto TV. It's free TV. Way to go, Pluto. Oh, hey, yeah. It is really just like instantly you get into it and you're in the guide. I don't even have to sign up for anything. Are you kidding me? Your email address? If that's the case, this is like awesome. I might have to use this. All right, let's see here. Let's read off some of this stuff. Um, Right now on TV Spotlight, Batman Begins. Is that the credits? Uh, (laughs) Superman 2... Is going to be coming up after that. Okay. Okay. Uh, Let me mute that. That's loud. Let's see here. Adaptation is on Pluto TV Movies. Uh, Let's see here. Mm -hmm. (coughs) Oh, this sounds like you from the TV History Channel. Mayflower, The Pilgrim's Adventure. What? Why does that sound like me? In this thrilling historical drama, Captain Jones, played by Anthony Hopkins... Um yeah, anyway.
1: Something I would next the moment you said in this (laughs) historical drama.
0: (laughs) Um let's see here. Alpha and Mega Alpha and Omega, the Great Wolf games, Starship Troopers 2. Um Mm. Straight to DVD. Tucker and Dale versus Evil. Are you shitting me right now? Nah, that's a fun one. They have a horror twenty four seven channel. That's kind of cool. Wow. And you don't you don't have to sign up for anything. Like I don't think I don't think I signed up um no you you it says you can register now to customize your channels if you want to ah but i haven't signed up for shit <laughs> yeah here's uh what is this this is uh batman begins this is in spanish or something no what uh yeah definitely in spanish <laughs> in spanish yeah spanish batman that spanish sounds awesome batman uh, <laughs> spanish batman <laughs> uh, but yeah, that looks kind of cool.
1: See what happens with it. Hopefully, they don't, uh, you know, uh, jack around with it too much. So Viacom, pay attention. We think he, uh, we think he got a good thing out going on over there. <laughs> oh, you were whining and complaining about Hulu being. Por, que
0: estás tratando de martami? What? I probably butchered that. <laughs> you just butchered all of it. Let me, hold on. Wait. <laughs> Actually, that was <one's> pretty close. <laughs> that's, uh, Why Are You Trying to Kill Me? in Spanish. <laughs> uh, it's a different movie. Uh, well, same same thing, you know, but that's Dark Whatever. Knight Rises. <laughs> Why Are You Trying to Kill Me?
1: <sighs> anyway. Right, so, you were complaining about Hulu being an ad-based service uh, that also charges I'm Almost uh, so that
0: set that up.
1: Brings us to our next story and this comes uh, several weeks after Netflix announced that they were actually raising the prices of their plans. Uh, Hulu has announced that they will be lowering the price of their base ad-supported subscription plan to $5.99 per month, down from the current $7.99. So uh, this begins February 26th. Uh, They've previously offered it at $5.99 on a promotional basis, and now it's going to be permanent. So the 11.99 per month no commercial plan will stay at its current price, as will the 12.99 Hulu Spotify combo subscription, which Spotify handles the billing for. Uh, so I think that's pretty cool. Uh, I'm down with a two dollar price drop in my Hulu because this is the subscription service that uh, you know I recently uh, purchased a year ago. So. Um, that's I, I and I don't pay for the uh you know, the no ad one. So I have the uh, I have the 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 base ad based service and 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 I've been happy with it. So uh I bill by two bucks a month is fantastic to me.
0: Yeah, I um I forget how long my promotional stint was, but it was uh it was cheaper for me. Uh so it was like six bucks a month for me for like a year or something. And it was awesome. And I mean, it, w- it only went up to, you know, eight bucks a month, which wasn't that big of a deal. But going back down to six going to be pretty cool. Every dollar counts, man. And they have ads now, you know, so. Yeah,
1: right. And, and honestly, I mean, sometimes there are shows that I'm watching where the ads come up and I'm like, look, really? I'm watching a nine year old episode of how I met your mother and you need to show me 90 seconds of commercials in between, you know, I mean. Not in between episodes, but in the episode, you know, and it's like, dude, come on now. But I think I have noticed uh, that, you know, as I'm if, I, if I'm binge watching, you know, especially something older like that, uh, as I'm more as I get it, like a couple episodes in. I don't know if it recognizes that or maybe this is part of their whole algorithm or whatever, but especially on an older show like that, I notice that the commercials begin going away. Like I, there are less and less of them. Like sometimes I will have entire episodes where it only may go to commercial once, you know? Yeah. Um, So uh, there are, and and then there are occasionally times on Hulu where you will get the option to watch like an extended commercial before a show uh, in order to get no ads during it at all, and uh, I always accept that option. So uh, there are little things uh, about Hulu that you know the ad-based service honestly has never bothered me. So and it and it did say that this decrease in price, any increase in ad time or anything. So everything should you should not notice any increase in in uh, the ads that you see on on your streaming
0: um,
1: because of this
0: gotcha yeah and Did, uh, so they are saying here that you um they are going to be increasing the price of yeah. Hulu with live tv um, right. So uh, it, now that's that's a that's a totally different monster. Um yeah.
1: you know, I'm not even familiar with Hulu with live TV because it's a much uh it's a much more extensive uh subscription service and it's going to jump from 44 or from 39.99 up to 44.99. So that's a that's a pretty big price hike.
0: Yeah, but I mean, even at 45, it's on par with everybody else in the, most everybody else within the streaming game with their channel selection. Um, I think the only person that's still beating them out, and it's kind of a bummer, because I'd like to go to Hulu with live TV, but there are more channels, I believe, for less money on DirecTV now, um, at least the channels that I'm looking for. Uh, you know, like um, what was one of the channels? One of the channels I almost had to have was, unfortunately, MTV Two. I think, uh, because my wife likes the um, reality shows, uh, like Teen Mom and stuff. So, okay. uh, Hulu doesn't have that on their channel lineup for the live thing. Gotcha. But Directv now does. Um, it might be something that we can reevaluate. And see, because if she doesn't watch those anymore, it might be easier to go with Hulu and consolidate uh, my Hulu subscription and my DirecTV Now thing. Because DirecTV Now, I believe right now, is $45, $46 a month. So, you know, it would save me $6 a month if I consolidated them both into one thing. But then again, you also have to pay extra, I believe, for uh, the Hulu cloud DVR, where you can record shows in the cloud. And you don't have to pay extra for that on DirecTV now. So it's, I don't know. Some of these places it seems like it would be much better to go ahead and, you know, get the one you get the most for your money for instead of consolidating. So, I don't know. It's a very complicated space.
1: Yeah, I'm still yeah, I'm I'm just still the traditional cable, you know what I mean? Like until it gets more until it gets to the point where I have just complete a la carte access. Uh I you know, I I just can't see myself getting rid of just the traditional cable.
0: Yeah. And I, I agree. I don't watch that much TV, which is the only reason it it works for me.
1: All right. All right, next story we've got here, a little bit of rumor mill news. Uh, Deadline is reporting that Netflix is uh, attempting to develop the Resident Evil series into a television series for their streaming service. Uh, it will be produced and distributed by the same company, Constantin Film, that is behind the movies, Known, obviously, it says here in the article. No one's commenting, but uh, they hear the plan is for the series to expand the Resident Evil universe and deepen the the. Ex- I'm assuming that word is supposed to be existing mythology, not exiting mythology. <laughs> uh, uh, the series will keep the basic premise, which also served as setup for the movie franchise of these films uh i think i watched like i don't think i've seen all of them i know i watched at one point like the first three at least uh like real quickly in a row and then maybe caught four but i don't
0: know if i like i think there've been like six
1: movies right
0: Uh, there's been a lot yeah i don't even think i watched them all to be honest i think i left oh man which one did i end on Let's see. resident.
1: Six, it says down here, the Resident Evil film franchise launched with 2002 Resident Evil uh, consists of six movies to date produced by Constantin. So, yeah, I can't say that I that I know I've seen all six, but I think I've oh, seen yeah. at least I know I've seen at least three, maybe four, maybe even five.
0: I ended on the third one, Resident Evil Extinction. That was the last one I watched.
1: So uh I mean I I didn't like you know obviously I didn't you know love them or anything seen all of them but uh they weren't terrible I mean they were they were what they were you know what I mean like or they were a they were really? just a- Zombie movie, action movie, you know, based on a video game, and I believe they say it's the the yeah it says down here the franchise has cumulatively earned 1.2 billion dollars worldwide to date, which ranks it as the highest grossing film series ever based on a video game, Uh, and it probably deserves it. I mean, uh, most movies based on video games are pretty trash, Uh, (laughs) so the fact that they've managed to make six that have all been like theatrical release movies, I believe, not just like I don't believe that were they were any of those like straight to streaming or straight to DVD. I don't know. I I know the first several were all in the theaters.
0: Yeah, they were in theaters for sure. But I, I think they were all theater releases.
1: So I mean, I I think they've done a good job with it. Uh, And with Netflix behind it, it sounds like a pretty cool, uh, pretty cool idea. I don't know if you know, it's probably one of those things where, uh, you know, it's not something that I'm going to jump right on, because it's just, you know, again, like you said earlier, horror is not really my thing, most of the time. Uh, But if you know, I'm looking for something one random day, and it just happens to be there in front of me. You never know. Uh, So uh, that was the way I, you know, watch the movies, essentially. I don't even recall, like, ever really playing like, I know I've played them you know, once or twice, but like, I don't think I ever owned a Resident Evil game
0: Uh, let's see, Resident Evil Mm. I think I owned Nemesis and recently I did buy the newest Resident Evil game, the one um, where you're in the House in the swamp and <clears throat> dealing with the the father and the mother and the son um that I bought I got that one uh, those are about the only two though the other games up uh, my friends owned, and back in those days, I actually went to my friends' houses to play games, so I didn't have to buy them
1: that was back when
0: you cared to have friends <clears throat> well, back when I cared to have friends that just, I would actually I go see you know I mean on video games. I don't want to make friends in real life. Yeah, when's the last time you offered to take me to lunch, Sean? <laughs> I want to take you to lunch. <laughs>
1: You're already my friend. I've been trying to get
0: rid of you. Oh, yeah, I'm like a fungus like that. You need some heavy medication to get rid of me.
1: Alright, so let's move on to the last and final story. Another rumor mill uh, kind of a deal here. Um, fans of the... Cult hit Starship Troopers will find this interesting. Uh, Two years ago, Sony announced they'd be relaunching the Starship Troopers franchise. And now it appears a new television show could also be in the works. Uh, there's an interview on HN Entertainment with Ed Newmeyer, uh, who said he is attempting to bring back the original cast for a television show. Um, that's about it. Again, no more details than that, really, <clears throat> other than reading the interview that that he gave with HN Entertainment. Uh, but I, he, in that interview, he specifically mentions, like, you know, his want to bring back uh, Casper Van Diem, I believe is how you say his name, who played uh, shoot i can't remember was johnny rico Rico. yeah johnny rico right (laughs) yeah they talk about his character um and i believe i believe he's the only one mentioned by name but it is you know uh hinted at that that he wants to do a, a series what 30 years later uh with the original cast so that sounds kind of interesting um this was a pretty cool movie. This is a, you know, I, I liked this movie. Did you, did you uh, watch this movie when you were younger? You know, was this uh was this oh, part of your, part of your world? Oh, hell
0: yeah. <laughs> and I was just thinking to myself, if uh, Neil Patrick Harris doesn't at least make a cameo, I'm going to be sorely, sorely just right down in the dumps, man, because I loved his character. Because his character was like me johnny rico was all the football stars and the the cool kids and all this and you know neil patrick Harris's character was the geeky kid who is now so smart that he doesn't have to actually shoot a gun uh so yeah i i would totally give this a shot now after the first one they all kind of went downhill from there but the first one still holds a very special place in my heart um you know, on a side note, though, uh, did you watch Con Man, uh, the series by uh, Alan Tudyk? Did you ever get a chance to watch that? You went quiet. I'm not sure. I Hello? <laughs> I, was, I think I kept hearing a click every time you would actually answer. <laughs> right now? A little, yeah. A little, every once in a while it cuts off the f- very first part of your words. I don't know what
1: to tell you, cuz it was all going fine.
0: Yeah, I think it's it's probably a bandwidth thing. But so No, I have not seen Con Man. Okay. Uh <clears throat> there's one running joke in Con Man where you you see it the very first uh one of the very first episodes uh Alan Tudyk sits at an airport bar and the bartender is Casper Van Diem. Um you know, he's talking to him not as Casper, but as just a bartender. And yes. talking about, you know, how, how hard it is to be a uh, someone who is, has a cult following and all this stuff and blah, blah, blah. And then every single bartender for the rest of the show is Casper Vandiam. But he's supposedly not the same person. Right. Just, every time it's him playing it, just as you know no special makeup no nothing he's just him but you know every single bartender in the show is that and that that is one of those things that is just such a simple little detail but man whoever thought of that is just a freaking genius because it's hilarious and it's because i like him as an actor too i'd like to see him in more things He's kind of a cool. He's a cool looking person, if nothing else, you know. And are you? I think you're. I think you're in love with Casper Van Dien. I may be. It's possible uh, a man crush. Let me look. Let me look up his uh, his on like a on like a sex symbol from thirty years ago. Yeah, let me let me look up his face. Yeah, I like that jawline, man. That's a good <laughs> jawline. So if you could have Casper Van Dien. Uh Nathan Fillion and Timothy Oliphant. Yeah. That that would be that would almost that might be my perfect boys night out. That'd be fun <laughs> that'd be kick ass. Alright. Cool. Alright.
1: That's uh I think that does it <clears throat> for the television news.
0: But television and news, all right, I'm going to tech, tech news. news. <clears throat> there is not a whole hell of a lot going on in tech right now, simply because we are in the aftermath, the uh, uh, the the ice age of CES that happens every year. Uh, but I did come up with a couple things. So pardon me if these are not earth shattering, but they'll do. Uh, Google is going to be buying fossils smartwatch technology. Fossil, if you haven't looked at any other smartwatches, they are actually really nice smartwatches. They're a little pricey for me, uh, but eh, what smartwatch isn't. So they're they're big into the round faces, smartwatches that look like regular watches, that kind of thing. I love that. Uh, a smartwatch that looks like a smartwatch is kind of like an electric car that looks like an electric car. It's cool, but it looks like a smartwatch or it looks like an electric car. You know, it's not supposed to look futuristic. It's supposed to blend in and yet still be functional. Um, so I'm hoping that they are going to be buying all of this tech and all this intellectual property uh, to basically make a pixel watch. Like the, the supreme all hail to the king watch from watchOS for Google that they need because... Frankly, watch OS and what used to be Google Wear is, or what? Yes, yeah, Wear OS. I'm sorry. Um, and it, Wear OS is starting to. Oh, I don't want to say disappear, but it's being replaced. You know, uh, people like Samsung coming out with uh, watches running on Tizen and things like this. It's it's got a battle a lot harder than apple's watch os does because obviously if you want to use an apple watch you gotta have an iphone that's just the way it is with an android you know with android and tizen and i think fitbit has one that's fitbit os or something uh, with all these they work with pretty much anybody so if you're one of those you've got to fight a lot harder And hopefully this purchase of fossils uh, ip will help uh, google in the long run they are buying it for, there's a number here, $40 million, which honestly doesn't sound like that much. That, uh, I, I don't know. I don't know what the going rate for smartwatch technology is. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, this this turned out well the last time Google did it when they bought uh, HTC to help with their smartphones. That's when we started getting like really good smartphones from Google. And they've just gotten better since. So I'm hoping this is the beginning of a giant uh, improvement in Wear OS. Uh, Fingers crossed. Because honestly, like Apple's ecosystem is awesome. No, it's not. Well, it depends. I mean, honestly, I I love it. Um, But Google has got to fix their tablets because nobody's beating the iPad. I'm sorry. Right now, the iPad is the best tablet you can buy if you're looking for a tablet. Uh, If you're looking for a tablet PC, go with the Surface. But if you're looking for a straight-up tablet, you can't beat the iPad. So Google needs to step up on that one. Um, Their phones are really, really good. They're really nice phones. So I think while they may not necessarily be on par with Apple, they are damn close, if not. Um, So, but... The watches, that is a big problem. Those watches need to be moved up because the Apple watch can do just unbelievable things in comparison to a lot of the uh, Android watches that you find. All right. Uh, Let's see here. There were stories floating around about a password mega breach of 773 million passwords don't worry too much it's a couple of years old uh however i did want to talk about this story very specifically because of uh one thing that they do mention in here and that is that people have really bad habits and it's more of a psa and i think i've i've run this psa like i don't know at least at least once a month it sounds like um and that is that you need to pick different passwords for all of your stuff. Um, so what it is, let's see here. Okay. <clears throat> so several security researchers basically go online. They look like they look for these dumps that hackers, you know, the will get a whole bunch of passwords, a whole bunch of usernames, whatever, bunch of data. They put it up on uh, online for sale uh, one of these dumps labeled collection number one was approximately 87 gigabytes in size. Um, and the uh, Troy Hunt, who operates Have I Been Pwned, um, you know, it was, uh, it was basically uh, torn apart by him. Uh, this was, uh, let me see, they have a price here for how much it costs to actually buy this. It was stupid cheap. Uh, let's see here. Collection number one, eighty-seven point one eight gigabytes. I don't think I don't know if it says it in this article, but it was it, it was like less than fifty dollars to buy these passwords. Now these are just passwords, but if you use a if you use the same password for everything, <laughs> then if one of your passwords is on here. It's, it's quite possible that it's, you know, it's it's going to be easier to guess. So, if you go to uh haveibenpwned.com, that's it's have I been, Uh up at the top you can actually click on passwords instead of um your username because uh, your username's been pwned. I guarantee you there's no reason to even <laughs> check it. <laughs> your email is out there. Yet yeah, don't waste your time. Go to passwords. And type in one of your most used passwords. See if it's been pwned. Okay, so I just typed in one of mine. It says, oh no, pwned. This password has been seen two times before. All right, now that, granted, that is one of the passwords I use for low security sites, uh, forums, things like that. So that I'm not that worried about. But the one you do have to worry about, check your email password. That is the gatekeeper to every other account you have. Okay. Good news. No pwnage found. All right. So make sure your email password is the, one of the strongest passwords you have. Make it random. Make it a random selection of characters, capitals, lowercase, numbers, you know, symbols, the whole spiel. Make it 14 digits long. Use a password manager to fill it in. Because if somebody gets a hold of your email password, you are screwed. They can unlock any account they want just by having a password reset email sent to you. So, you know, watch out for that. Like I said, this, uh, in general, uh, another thing they do say in here, however, is that Sanixer, which is the name of the uh, hacker who actually was selling this information, uh, he says, uh, let's see here, oh yeah, and uh, he's selling a uh, collection number 1 at $45. So that wasn't the article. Good. Uh so he is basically saying the collection number 1 is a couple of years old and that he has much much fresher collections that he's willing to sell. Uh <laughs> totaling more more than 4 terabytes in size, in size and they are less than a year old. So row. <laughs> Uh, head on over to haveibeenpwned.com. dot com. Check your passwords. If some if one comes up pwned, maybe think about changing it. Or if you just cannot be bothered to change passwords because it's too hard to remember them, turn on two factor authentication at least. Uh, that will help. It's not a, it's not a cure all, but it will help. It'll make it harder for a hacker to get into your account if they even if they have their, have your password. All right. Uh Sean, this one is actually for you because um, I know that you're working on your Girl Scout badges. Always am. Yep, always are. Always growing as a girl. Um the uh let's see here. This says uh in, in 2018 this comes from Mashable. Um the Girl Scouts of, of the United States announced a new STEM oriented badges. Now I think we may have covered that when it happened. Um, you know, uh, think like a programmer. Uh, environmental stewardship badges, robotics badges, college knowledge badges. Think like an engineer. Um, so lots of cool badges. <clears throat> and now the largest Girl Scout Council in the country, uh, Girl Scouts, Na- Girl Scouts Nation's capital, which is a weird way to put that. Uh, is working with Hewlett Packard Enterprise to take its troop cyber skills to the next level. I like that we call them troops. <laughs> that may be a little bit more militant <coughs> than I'm willing to call the Girl Scouts, but uh, some of them are scary. Uh, so, junior Girl Scouts, uh, ages nine to eleven, um, will be able to play a custom-made game to learn about privacy, online identity, security, and cyber bullying. Once they complete the game, they'll earn a decidedly analog new HPE, the Hewlett-Packard Enterprise, cybersecurity patch. Um, this, is, this is fantastic. I love this. Uh, it's a great idea. Hopefully the game's not something that's just so boring it's going to melt your face off. <laughs> it's got to be something to keep kids inter- interested. Um, however, kids do need to learn this stuff because in today's world... You know, technology is so unbelievably prevalent and the connections we make are most likely over the internet. They have to know this information. Uh, This should be common knowledge. So the fact that we're teaching kids early on about all this and giving them a reason to do it because little girls like Sean want to fill out their badge of whatever that thing is they wear across their chest.
1: Uh, I wish I knew the answer to that and could just like
0: throw it out there right now. (laughs) That would be perfect. (laughs) It's a, I, I would assume it's called a sash. My sash. I would yeah. assume, right? Because that's what it is. Assume. So. Uh, let's see here. Where to place insignias, the Girl Scouts? Um, yeah, I think they just call it a sash. I'm pretty sure. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Girl Scouts at each level have one required element. A tunic, a sash, or a vest. So, yeah, it's called a sash, Sean. So, your sash. Or your vest, I guess. Yeah, it could be a vest if you're, you know, if you're that advanced. You never know. Tunic. <clears throat> so, uh, way to go, guys. Way to go, Hewlett-Packard Enterprise, to get in on this. The badge actually kind of looks cool, to be honest. I almost want to get one and, like, put it on my uh, my messenger bag. <laughs> Just because why not? Yeah. Uh, but I would have to go through the, I would have to number one, be a girl, number two, being Girl Scouts, and number three, go through the video game training. I wouldn't want to take something I didn't earn. So, start working on it, Sean. All right. Uh, Amazon <clears throat> loves finding new ways to deliver things to you. Uh, faster ways, better ways, more. Aww, what a cute little robot! He is super cute. Now, it, <laughs> it looks like it, it. It looks like a little, um, like a littler version of the Sand People's Sandcrawler from. No, oh, yeah,
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. It <laughs>
0: so, Amazon has started testing out its Scout delivery bot. Uh, it's a cooler on a smart cooler on wheels, basically. When it comes right down to it, yeah, six wheels. Uh smart it can navigate on its own And deliver things directly to your home The lid pops up you grab your stuff You're good to go Uh says it's about the size of a small cooler And trundles along at a walking pace Which is cool because that That's important uh the drones Scared people (laughs) Because they're fast Uh this little guy You walk around him uh why not He's walking he's going at a walking pace You Walk around anyone else why not Um the battery-powered robot can safely deal with obstacles such as pedestrians and pets. Uh, it does say here this is something I was about to wonder when I started reading this article. It says it cannot yet clearly, uh, it's not yet clearly known how Scout verifies customers' identity to make sure that the storage hatch will only open for the correct person. I think they could probably do something with an app, you know. Like, uh, have your, some kind of, yeah, some kind of code you
1: got to send to the app or something. Yeah.
0: Like the app pulls up a QR code maybe, and then scout can, you put it in front of its sensor and he can see that. And then it verifies whether you're in the same place as the scout, since he knows where he's at, obviously, um, that could be, you know, you, it could also do that and use your phone's biometrics to unlock that, you know, so to create a QR code, it wants my face ID on my iPhone. And then I show the QR code to him. Amazon, we're willing to sell you these ideas, is what we're saying. So <laughs> get a hold of us. You know, me and Sean we'll we'll contract out. It's it's alright. We're cool. Uh what do you would you order something that would get delivered by Scout? Sure. Yeah. Yeah, why not? Okay. So for now, the drones, everything.
1: I'm not gonna be scared by the drones.
0: Yeah, I'm not gonna be scared, by but
1: that. I I do find I do think it would be amusing to just be walking down the street and just be like, "Hey, Amazon, walking cooler thing, like,
0: <laughs> hey, Scout." Yeah, like it was. Like, hey, Scout, Sean. hey, Scout. Right. <laughs> and it actually knows your name, so it calls you by name. It'd be great. Well, of yeah. course it does, because it's Amazon. Exactly. So, or no. Oh God, I just thought of something great. It'd Be like, "Hey, Scout." It'd be like. Hey, Sean, how'd that foot cream work out for you? (laughs) (laughs) Immediately accesses your shopping history.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: You want me to order more Soylent for you next week? All right, Sean, you have a great one. Right. It becomes like, you know, like an old-timey mailman going door to door. (laughs) Exactly. Scout is the old-timey mailman. Oh, that'd be great. Get on it, Amazon. (laughs) Yes, you're missing out if you don't put a speaker on that son of a gun. Uh, I think this would be awesome. Why not? Um, to get to my house, they're going to have to make it a little more off-roady than that. But <sighs> I love robots. Let that be known for when our robot overlords take possession of all of us. I love robots. <laughs> all right. Um, This one was kind of uh, interesting. Sean, You you joined the ranks of Charter. For your internet, but before that, yeah. you were with AT&T and you had a data cap, if I remember correct, didn't you? Yes, yes, there was a data cap on the AT&T DSL. Do you remember how much it was? I don't. So Do I'm not. honestly asking. Okay. Uh, <clears throat> this uh, article comes from Ars Technica, and it's basically using data from OpenVault, which is a set of products that ISPs use to... Uh, count basically count bits uh, and see how much data people are using. It says here that U.S. internet cable customers are using an average of 268.7 gigabytes per month and 4.1% of households use at least one terabyte of data per month. Um, a lot of internet service providers uh, like Comcast and others have a one terabyte per month limit. If you go over that, you pay an overage, which is dumb. It's stupid. Uh, But the point of this article is saying that uh, last year, that number was only 2.1% of households hit the one terabyte mark. So, I mean, it shouldn't come as any surprise that as a society, we are using a lot more data. And with streaming services and things like that, Internet caps make absolutely zero sense to consumers. They make perfect sense to internet companies because uh and they actually say it in here, this is good. Okay. According to Open Ball Open Vault, the caps can help cable companies avoid major network upgrades. Uh, because Open Vault found that in households that face data caps uh use 8.5% less data than uncapped users. Meaning that you, if you know you're going to be charged over, if you use a terabyte or more, you're going to not use that much data. Which means that all these ISPs who have been making money by not upgrading their networks like the government says that they probably should, can, you know, just keep doing what they're doing. They don't have to change anything. So, you know, it's, it's just annoying. Um. It says Comcast and at t still impose data caps. Um, I don't, let me see what, I wonder what my usage is. My usage is insane. It is just, um, it's a good thing Charter doesn't have caps because I would be paying a lot more <laughs> for my internet. Let me. Or obviously never hit the cap when we had the
1: DSL. Um, I don't know what it was. I I think it was like one terabyte. But I clearly never hit the cap then. And I don't think my usage has really changed in any way since we, you know, changed to, to charter. And that mine is anything, you know, just like with my mobile data, you know, uh, I use like.
0: A couple gigs a month and that's it. Man, I don't know how you get away with that. All right. So traffic I
1: think my I think my limit's like 5 and I think I used about 3. All right. So. so
0: my traffic over the last 30 days has been 2.33 terabytes of data transferred over the internet. That is only data leaving and coming into my network, not data on my network. Um, let's see here. Yeah, and it's mostly streaming services. YouTube alone is 200 gigabytes. So, I mean, you know, data caps are dumb. Dumb for consumers, great for ISPs. And as consumers...
1: I don't understand when they said in in there that, like, it, it allows them to avoid upgrading their network. Like, why would you want to avoid upgrading your network? Like, shouldn't you be striving to make your
0: shit better? You should be, but it's expensive and they don't want to pay money to do something when they can just impose a, you know, it's easier for me to say, oh, you can't use more than two terabytes of data than it is for me to say, I want to upgrade my entire network so that people can use it without, you know, with impunity uh, for as much data as they want.
1: Canada is like upgrading the net work comes with uh, uh, uh you know abilities or or features and that comes with added you know revenue you know you can add, you know if what if you product better then you can increase the price you're charging for the product and bring in more revenue like i'm i'm, I'm basically saying that they can make more money you know if they upgrade their stuff it's a, you know it, it's it's an investment in their own business
0: Yeah, but why would they do that when they can just say you can't use more than this much data and make more money just for saying something? Because because now they're they're assholes. Exactly. (laughs) Because they're assholes. I'm going to put that on a t-shirt. Just those words. Because they're assholes. That way, anytime someone asks me something, I can just point at my shirt. Because they're assholes. Yeah. Uh, Okay. That's all we got for tech news. Like I said, it was was relatively thin, but Nah, we're in the ice age of CES, so that nuclear winter. (sighs) And now time for movie news. All right, Sean, you got the first one.
1: Yeah, so we talked about this movie back when uh it was first uh you know discussed as a possibility, much like many Kevin Smith projects that uh he discusses, you never know whether they're actually going to unfold or not, and Sabin Films has picked up the North American rights to Kevin Smith's Jay and Silent Bob reboot and production on the movie actually began earlier this month. So uh, we discussed, you know, the idea of this movie back when when they first talked about it. And it was that uh, they're they're going to revisit Jay and Silent Bob Strike Back and that uh, Jay and Bob are going to find out that they're trying to reboot the Blunt Man and Chronic movie that took place in the first one. And they're going to travel back to Hollywood to put a stop to it again, just like they did in the first movie. It's a reboot. So uh, uh, production has actually begun on it. So, I mean, that's once that happens, you know, you know it's actually gonna happen so like i said there's a lot of kevin smith stuff that goes unfinished or whatnot but uh this one is this one's moving forwards so you know what
0: i'm looking uh, forward to the most i want to know how they explain kevin smith's uh silent bob's weight uh loss silent bob's weight loss God, yeah, it's be, yeah, i know it's, it's gonna be hilarious when they do it <laughs> do you know that yeah they'll i come saw with something
1: I saw a meme on the internet the other day on, and and I think it might've been like Kevin Smith's IMDb show probably is where it came from. Uh, They're doing an interview with Haley Joel Osment and the meme said something like, I never thought when I saw Kevin Smith and Haley Joel Osment in a photo together, Haley Joe would be the fat one. (laughs) And, uh, and, and it's, it, it, it was clearly evident. Like Kevin Smith is looking, looking good. You know, he's lost quite a bit of weight. So yeah, it'll be funny to see how they play that in the in the film.
0: Yes, sir. All right. Okay, so a while back, I forget how long ago it was for me. Maybe almost a year. Uh, maybe even more. Uh, Movie Pass was kind of the thing. Man, $10 a month got you unlimited movies, and I made them pay for it too because I went to see movies. I, I, I went to go see movies I didn't even want to go see. <laughs> Which movie pass again What's the problem. Like, we've, we, we've talked about this company a million times. Well, we have, but we stopped for a while because they turned into liquid shit. Um,
1: that's because we're just expecting them to go bankrupt, and they still haven't. Perfect. The fact that they're still afloat amazes me.
0: <laughs> yes, yes. Okay, so uh, they basically the story today is that they are going to be offering their unlimited viewing movie plan again. Uh, they have changed things so many different times that it's hard to keep up on what their plans even are now. Um, this article outlines them for me. Uh, this article is from Mashable. Pricing. For the plans, depends on what zip code you're in. Okay, so if you don't pay a lot for movie tickets in your zip code, maybe you don't pay a lot for movie Pass. It's possible. Um, select, All Access, or Red Carpet are the three plans they have. Select gets you three 2D movies per month from a restricted list of movies. Basically, they get to dictate what you can and cannot go see. Um, when, they, when they said that that was going to be the plan... I that's when I canceled my subscription because nobody's dictating what I can and can't go see. Uh all access keeps three movies per month but allows you to see any movie you want. Okay? And then the red carpet adds one IMAX 2D, IMAX 3D or real 3D movie per month as well as the any through uh you know any three movies you want to go see. Um, Pricing varies between $10 and $25, depending on your location for those three plans. So Mashable here is uh, basically speculating that the unlimited one is probably going to be costing somewhere in the area of $40 to $50. My question is, not does $40 or $50 a month for unlimited movies make sense, because Honestly, at $40 or $50 a month, you only have to see four or five movies for it to pay for itself. And then everything after that is just gravy. But do you trust MoviePass at this point? Because with their previous way of doing things, they basically said, you know, we can change the way we do this at any time, regardless of, you know, what you think of it. And they just destroyed the perks that they used to have when i signed up for them so at this point do you start paying for movie pass again in order to get this you know this amazing ability to see as many movies as you want and give them the trust only for them to basically throw it in the toilet and shit on it again i don't know i don't trust them i don't trust them at all even a little bit um there are several alternates uh to movie pass i would say probably people need to look at those instead because i i think between the pricing and the fact that moviepass what what bothers me the most is that moviepass feels like they want to be the gatekeeper to a giant audience that movie studios can basically say hey moviepass you know we our movie is coming out and we we want to have a whole bunch of people go see it <clears throat> but instead of them actually going to go see it because it's a good movie and they want to go see it, how about you just put it on your restricted list? And then that way the people paying your minimum plan can go, you know, it's one of their choices. You know, and here's here's a, here's a suitcase full of money to go do that. Uh, I think that is a horrible idea because if your movie is bad, your movie is bad. That's just the way it is. Make a better movie. You know, you shouldn't be able to basically pay for views or pay for clicks um i, I hate that model and MoviePass pass seems like they want to be the gatekeepers of that model for the theater industry and boo just boo nothing
1: I wasn't silly enough to sign up for this service in the first place. I can't believe you did. It wasn't silly I mean, I guess at, at the very beginning, sure, when it was like $10, watch as many yeah. movies as you want. I'm like, oh, okay. You have <laughs> we'll no see idea. how long this lasts.
0: Yeah. And I, that's what I did. See, I signed up for a monthly plan, which meant I could cancel it at any time. Um, so whenever they started changing things, like when they went and they limited it to three movies a month, I was like, you know, that's not cool but okay. There are some months when I don't see any movies or some months when I went and saw like 10. So I'll just even it out. I'll just stretch it out. Three movies a month. That's fine. Whatever. But when they said you have to pick from this list of movies, no, nah, no. Nah. Mike drop. That's, that's ridiculous. I left. I'm like, that's, I refuse to allow that to happen. So they're still, they still have that plan apparently, uh, which means I would never go back to them because I think that planet is inherently, honestly, inherently evil. Um And because of that, fuck them. That, that's how it goes. Why? Because they're assholes. <laughs> yep. That's so going to be a t-shirt later. <clears throat> All right. LOL. Was that? This is a good one. As soon as I read it, I started this. laughing. So. The week. You've got, uh, you know, it's Valentine's Day coming up. Uh, you gotta got to fancify your dinner and, uh, you know, impress your lady or your man, whichever. Um, so, what's the first thing you think of when you think super fancy dinner? Caviar, right? It's expensive. Um, it tastes like fish. Have you ever had caviar, by the way? I
1: mean, in very limited amounts,
0: sure. It's just basically salty fish paste. I mean... I don't know. I don't know what the appeal of it is, but say you know <clears throat> you want you want to have caviar, but uh, you can't afford caviar. Uh, but what else do you like? Uh, let's think. Um, we like uh, uh, Cheetos. Um, uh,
1: Immediately from caviar to Cheetos.
0: Well, I'm just trying to think of things along. You know, you got to build up to it, Sean. You got to build. Got to build up from the bottom. So the bottom is Cheetos. The the step up from cheetos is i don't know uh like wheat crackers with cheese on them uh you know you keep going up from there and you think to yourself what wait why don't i have caviar but make it out of ketchup Nah, right so heinz took this idea ran with it you can now buy a little uh little jar. It even comes in a fancy ass little jar, by the way. So it still looks amazing. Um I would buy this just to have the jar. But it's Heinz Ketchup Caviar. It's little bitty balls filled with caviar. <laughs> or not filled with caviar, filled with ketchup. And they look honestly they look like caviar, to be completely honest. I mean, they're a little bit more opaque than caviar, if I remember correctly. But Heinz ketchup caviar. So uh, Heinz ketchup tweeted this picture out, and this is awesome. You can uh, you can basically re- reply to their tweet to get to enter a contest to get a, one of 150 jars uh, of this. <laughs> um, I almost want to. I almost want to tweet. Just so I can get one, I may have to do that after the show, <laughs> but let's see I don't uh I don't know what the videos actually got. I think it's just music yes, it's just music, so uh, let me mute that little pearls of ketchup, which by the way they're putting them on top of a burger <laughs> sounds like a really good idea to me
1: only idea i can come up with like i don't understand how else you could use this garbage product like what like you can't the whole point of ketchup is to dip shit in it you can't dip shit in little caviar balls oh what about
0: waffle fries that would be like caviar in a cracker only it'd be a waffle fry with a ketchup caviar on it
1: so I'm gonna need to buy a specific type of French fry, yeah. and then what? Spoon my ketchup balls onto my French fry.
0: That's what you would do if you're fancy, and you'd have to use one of the little spoons, not like a. This not like is asinine. A, not like a fucking plastic spoon or anything, Sean. We're fancy now, okay? damn it, little bitty spoon, uh, with the caviar ketchup balls and some nice waffle fry. Don't get the cheap shit. Get the good waffle fries, and just. Man, that's mmm. Mmm. Mm. <laughs> <Being> dumb. <laughs> oh, I love it. I mean, it's clever though. It is clever. And then the get oh. yours this Valentine's Day. I mean, kudos. That's that's clever. No, I don't want them. So? But I I want the jar. Heinz. You don't have to waste, like, a, an actual jar of these on me because I probably won't ever eat them. Although, if I have them, I probably would try. Uh, but I want one of those jars because <laughs> it just looks cool. And it says, it says ketchup caviar on the top, which is really clever. Ah, marketing. So, all right. Next, flicks. Oh, we are gonna be covering movies from let me see, the twenty-eighth um till about the eighth. And I'm looking at movies from two thousand sixteen. We gotta go forward a little. Alright. <clears throat> so on January uh that's uh limited. Let are skip that one. Uh let's see. wow. Okay. Uh, not a whole lot on January 25th, which will be, or no, today is the 25th. Damn it, Sean! Way to know dates. I know it. This month has got me totally screwed up. So we're covering 28th, yeah, 28th to the 8th. So the first is what I'm supposed to be looking for right now. There we go. Got that one. Made sure it's the correct year. <sighs> that one? Really? Wow. Wow, that's a lot of tags. Okay. Uh Jacob's Ladder. Michael Ely, Jesse Williams, uh Guy Burnett huh. After losing his brother in combat, Jacob Singer returns home from Afghanistan, only to be pulled into a mind twisting state of paranoia as he realizes that his brother is alive and life is not what it seems. It's a remake of Jacob's Ladder.
1: Yeah, I was going to say, I vaguely remember yeah, 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 yeah. the original. Yeah,
0: and it even says remake. Because it's, this is weird, it's um, tagged at, everything else has like two tags, one tag. This is tagged as a thriller, horror, remake, psychological thriller. Gotcha. Yeah, right. Lim- oh, wow, now we're ar- one, one, and now we're into limited releases. <laughs> wow. Okay.
1: Um, time of the year for the movie industry, I, I guess. I know it
0: sucks a little. Well, that's I'm not. No, there's no more there. Wowza! Okay, February sucks balls when it comes to movies. Maybe Movie Pass isn't a good idea right now. <laughs> right. Um. Okay. <clears throat> Next one. This, uh, comes out February 8th. What men want. Um, P. Henson. I probably said that wrong. Tracy Morgan, Max Greenfield, Aldis Hodge. Um, a female sports agent has been constantly boxed out by her male colleagues. When she gains the power to hear men's thoughts, she is able to shift the paradigm to her advantage as she races to sign the NBA's next superstar. Hello. <laughs> With the way your uh, bandwidth is cutting out, I can't hear you say "next." That's awesome. <laughs> I said I said next like a million times. Oh, okay. I I all I saw all I heard was hello. <laughs> because um. For those listening, we switched Discord instead of Skype, and Discord actually cuts... I've noticed cuts out um, times when Sean's bandwidth goes to shit, uh, so you don't hear the the robot nearly as often, but the problem is sometimes it the robot is the only way I know he's saying something. <laughs> so then Discord cuts it out completely, which sounds way better on my end and way better for the recording, but for Sean... Means he, he doesn't get to talk as often, which is whatever not, not actually a bad thing. I'm not complaining. Uh yeah, this Less is basically I next that shit. You next that shit. And it's basically the Mel or the Mel Gibson movie. This is in the opposite direction. What women want? Yeah, whatever. Yeah. It was crap either way. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, try to make a sound before you say next, and maybe that'll make it to where you actually get heard. <clears throat> All right, next one so is... Weird.
1: I said next like three times in a row, so clearly, uh, it, you know, just making a sound is not going to do it.
0: I, I don't know what to say. All right, uh, The Prodigy. Uh, Taylor Schilling, Jackson Robert Scott, uh, Colm Fiore. Taylor Schilling stars in The Prodigy as Sarah, a mother whose young son Miles' disturbing behavior signals that an evil, possibly supernatural force, has overtaken him. Uh, fearing for her family's sex. Okay. I don't need any more than that. Yeah. And mm. I hate when they start those out like that. Taylor Schilling stars in The Pro... I know she stars in it. Move on. Tell me what I the just, stuff I is. just read the stars, asshole. Yeah. So... Didn't look I watched it, I've seen the trailer for that, and it doesn't look good either. Uh let's see here. Uh Cold Pursuit. Liam Neeson. Emmy uh see Emmy Rosum. Julia Jones, Laura Dern. Uh, here's another one. <laughs> Liam Neeson stars as Nels Coxman. A family man. Really? <laughs> yeah. Liam Neeson stars as Nels Coxman. Yeah. C-O-X-M-A-N. Uh, a family man whose quiet life with his wife is upended following the mysterious death of their son. Nels' search for justice turns into a vengeful hunt for Vikings. This is, this is Taken.
1: Uh, it's like Taken 4. By what?
0: Yeah. Yeah, basically is coxman coxman (laughs) the only way you could have made that worse is if you called him coxsmith (laughs) it's fantastic okay um this one i'm actually looking forward to the lego movie two the second part (laughs) good title yeah chris pratt tiffany haddish will Arnett, channing tatum elizabeth banks um, really nice to hear uh, the heroes of Bricksburg In an all-new action-packed adventure to save their beloved city It's been five years since everything was awesome And the citizens are now facing a huge new threat Lego Duplo invaders from outer space Wrecking everything faster than it can be rebuilt The battle to, the battle to defeat the invaders Next, yeah, next, next, on next, way too, next. Long, way too long, way too long Could have stopped it right there That second paragraph was unnecessary Lego, completely unnecessary. That's interesting. Shit. Uh, limited, 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 limited. Yep, that looks like it. Mm. Not a lot. Basically, uh, Lego, the Lego Movie. <laughs> Unless you want to see uh, Nels Coxman.
1: I no doesn't want to see Nels Coxman.
0: You don't want to see Nels Coxman. All right, fine. I said, who doesn't want to see? Oh. Me, <laughs> I don't. I don't want to see. I not even a little. Um, I just finished like the last Taken movie, maybe six months ago. I couldn't bring myself to watch any more of them because I mean, like I don't, I don't think I saw more than
1: I know. I, I might have seen the second one.
0: I mean, the first two were okay. I mean, the first one was good.
1: Uh, I saw the first one, and I might have seen the second one.
0: Yeah. And after that it just kinda mm, I don't know. It got redundant. So uh let's see here. Sean, what uh what the hell are you up to?
1: Oh, not a whole lot actually. It took a little lot of thinking to come up with something here, but uh I have started a new audiobook series and it's another literary RPG series, kind of like uh the boxy T Morningwood books that you and I were discussing earlier. Uh, but not nearly as, like, overtly outright funny as the boxy T-Morningwood stories. So uh, this is the Threadbear series, and it's a literary RPG about an animated teddy bear named Threadbear who uh, is animated as a golem and, uh, you know, basically becomes uh, sentient. And, you know, he earns levels and gains skills and jobs just like uh, any other person in this, you know, literary RPG world would and, uh, and, and then goes on a quest for, you know, to, to, to find the the little girl that, you know, he lost years, years ago. So, uh, uh, when he was originally just, you know, like an animated little toy, uh, it's, it's pretty good. There's just enough comedy in it and just enough cuss words and sexual humor, to keep me from feeling like i'm listening to a children's book you know uh because it is about like a bunch of toys and teddy bears and things like that uh because he has like a whole troop of friends that he is now you know uh in the second book uh you know hanging out with so but there's just enough uh just enough you know adult-oriented content to to keep it feeling not like you're listening to something too childish so it's it's pretty good i've enjoyed the first two books so far i've got like an hour left in the first or in the second book and i believe there are three available on audible
0: all right awesome
1: uh other than that the only other thing i could come up with and you can Have mentioned several times during the podcast, as you always do when you complain about my internet and my bandwidth, (laughs) uh, that I've been looking into buying a new router, which, despite all of your complaints about my bandwidth and whatnot, you have absolutely zero, uh, um, you know, you've provided zero uh, insight into uh, the purchase of a new router. (laughs) (laughs) I told you
0: exactly what to buy.
1: Pompous, arrogant asshole who's like,
0: Oh, I don't use commercial products. Oh, I, I don't use consumer, I, consumer products. Yeah, whatever. Suck yeah. nuts. <laughs> I build routers
1: out of tinfoil and bubble gum in my garage.
0: Uh, no, I buy Ubiquity gear. I own internet cables. Yeah, I, I buy Ubiquity because it never steered me wrong. And consumer Wi-Fi just sucks ass. I'm sorry, but it does. Nobody has built... A good a good Wi Fi router that lasts for a long time.
1: Using the same netgear router here for like seven or eight years.
0: Yeah, and how's that going so- for you lately? <laughs>
1: I mean, I'm still I mean, other than you complaining about it on the podcast every week, it goes perfectly fine. You know, <laughs> uh, and like I'm able to stream everything all the time. Uh, we never have a problem not getting HD quality. You know, uh, there's there's never an issue. So How often
0: do you have to reboot? Uh, I don't know. It just depends. Because that was, that was honestly, that was the main reason that I switched from uh, con- regular old consumer gear. I love TP-Link. I use TP-Link routers, TP-Link switches. I love their gear. It was fantastic. Uh, but the last, you know, like three or four routers that I bought, uh, I tried Netgear. I tried TP-Link. I tried ASUS. I tried all these different routers. And my number one complaint was always that I could go a month and then I had to reboot my router. Because it just wouldn't be working. No matter what router I used, there was always some time period that would work and work great. And then I'd have to reboot it. And that's not coming from a corporate IT world like I do. I know that's not normal. Routers don't have to be rebooted like that. As long as they're built to never have to be rebooted. Uh, They're built with quality components, quality hardware, quality software. That means they don't necessarily have to be done like that. Um, every router can have a hiccup, and it can be it may need to be rebooted once every 6 to 7, maybe even 12 months. But that should be the maximum. If you have more than that, something is wrong. Uh, so my Ubiquity stuff goes a year without ever being rebooted for any reason other than I've upgraded it and it needs to reboot for the upgrade, or I've changed something, broke it and then I have to go back and fix it and then I that's just my own damn fault and I'm not gonna blame Ubiquity for that. Um there are a bunch of you know, Cisco, uh PF Sense. I had a PF Sense router and that you know, that was a computer that I built and put PF Sense on it. But it was also fan freaking tastic. For free software, I never had to reboot that thing. But, you know, like I said, that that is the problem with consumer gear is they typically you know, it's not as expensive as you would expect it to be, and because of that the margins are so much smaller that they have to cut costs somewhere. And it's in the components and the software. More the software than the components. The components are usually okay. But yeah. So yeah, no whatever. I'm, I'm not a so, pretentious ass, Sean. Yeah, yeah, you are. No.
1: So the uh, the router that I've been looking at though uh, is a as is a Netgear AC seventeen fifty. So like I don't know what any of the numbers mean, but uh, you know I'm reading it off the the product page here, and and that means that it is a it, you know it's dual band and it's thirteen hundred slash four fifty megabits per second, right? So the router that I currently have, I went I still have the box. I went and looked the other day. And uh, the box is in the closet. So this one that I'm looking at is 1300 slash 450. The one that I'm currently running on this old Netgear is a 300 slash 300.
0: Yeah, that was uh, the very beginning of 802.11n, I believe was eight, like I guess 150 uh, and 300. So yeah, you you probably ha- it's probably the standard of 802.11n before it was uh, being test or after it was being tested, they went up to 300, 300.
1: But yeah, I like this. This Netgear one seems like, you know, a decent, uh, a decent router. It's got pretty good reviews on uh, uh, Amazon. And, you know, obviously the Netgear that I have had has been, you know, reliable enough for me uh, because I'm not a pretentious asshole.
0: (laughs) So. Whatever you say, Sean, you you just you remember you remember everything I've tried to tell you when you have to go and reboot your router. Oh man. Uh, is that one going to pass the uh, the wife test though? <clears throat> I thought you said she didn't like the antennas.
1: Yeah, it just I kind of depends on how tall the antennas are, but I think the I don't think that they're as tall as, you know, it looks in the picture and whatnot. It just you know, uh they need to fit in the the shelf on the on the uh, entertainment center.
0: Gotcha. So. Um to all router manufacturers, whether you be uh consumer or professional grade stuff, Can we make them look better? I mean, (laughs) honestly, like it doesn't bother me, particularly because my router's on a server rack downstairs, um, so I don't see it. But for a lot of people, like a lot of people ask me to suggest networking gear to them. And one of the things that I always have to fight with is that people don't like the way they look. They don't want to see this big shiny black box with a bunch of lights and antennas sticking out of it and I don't blame them. They look horrible. So we need to have the, the Google,
1: the Google On Hub or whatnot looks yeah. decent. You know, it looks more like an Echo kind of thing. It's sure. like a, you know, very cylindrical. And I saw one the other day that was specifically like a designer. You know, it was like this weird geodesic sphere. Oh yeah, uh, um, Norton, and and it was is, it was. Okay. Yeah, it was it was really crazy looking. Um, but those are the only two that I think I've really seen that are specifically well, you know, designed to be uh, aesthetically pleasing, if you will.
0: The Google, um, a lot of the mesh Wi-Fi ones are. <clears throat> I wouldn't call them aesthetically pleasing, but they are also not unpleasing. They're like right in the middle. Um, Google Wi-Fi Eero. Uh, there's another one I know I'm missing, but there's three. There's like three of them, and they are basically. And I sent you a picture, or I sent you a link to the Google Wi-Fi one at one point. Um, uh, that has like three different hockey pucks that go around your house to spread out the Wi-Fi signal, and they are also a router. Uh, ones like that. Let's let's move in that direction. Um, aesthetically speaking, because. You know, a little white hockey puck is a lot nicer to sit on a uh, bookshelf than, like I said, a big black, shiny thing with a bunch of lights and antennas everywhere.
1: Uh, yeah, and it would go. It would go well with all the little black hockey pucks for all the echoes, exactly. and you know, like at that point, at this point, like we're, our houses are just going to be strewn with you know little black little black pucks. little black discs, little white discs, you know, all the different it's, echoes and routers and hubs and and everything else that has to be hooked
0: up. You know, it's going to be like the Doctor Who Day of the Cubes. <laughs> hey. Little black cubes everywhere. <laughs> uh. All right. Uh let's see for me I watched the Netflix, I believe it's Netflix original with Mads uh, Mickelson, um, the movie Polar. Uh it was it's basically like an older run down um grittier gorier version of John Wick. Um uh Mads Mickelson plays uh, a hitman. who's trying to retire and he's like weeks, uh, like two weeks away from his retirement date. And his employer is trying to kill him so that he doesn't have to pay him his retirement money because they have a whole retirement plan. Apparently. Um, Interesting. Yeah. It's a very interesting concept. Uh, It was a good move. It was as far as movies go. It was pretty good. I enjoyed it. Uh I love Mads Mickelson as an actor. He's fantastic. So that helped a lot. Um <laughs> Johnny Knox fills in the very beginning of it for a little while, and it that's pretty funny. Um but yeah, I mean, give it a shot. If you got Netflix, there's no reason not to. It's a decent, uh it's a decent movie. So uh then also because we talked about it, I have to mention it, I have been re listening, I started re listening to the Boxy T Morning Wood um series of books. There's uh three Money of them. Everybody loves big chests. Yeah, everybody loves big chests. Um I'm on the first halfway through the first one. Right after the explosion at Monotol. Uh <laughs> you know that's it, like uh that's the
1: that's the that's the crux. Yeah. That's it's like, really the crux of his whole of his whole existence. It
0: kinda is. Uh but you know I'm also right after the uh the first phone call with Carl from Demons R S. Uh <laughs> Which is just, just one of my. It's quite possibly my favorite interaction in the entire series is between Boxy and Carl. You know, as talk. Yeah, I just. It's so good. <laughs> hey, Carl. <laughs> hey, little buddy. Uh, hey, what's up? <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Well, thanks for calling. The demons or us. <laughs> uh, so if you haven't listened to those books yet, yeah, definitely, I mean, Sean has said it before. They are adult graphic very, content. Very, almost uncomfortably graphic. Uncomfortably graphic. But yes. they are well worth it if you're of age and so funny. Oh, God, are they funny. <laughs> Would you like to take a survey? No. <laughs> <laughs> oh man okay and then um i had to tack this one on because frankly i i don't know i don't remember what else i've been doing a, playing a lot of games that i've been playing this whole time so i hate to keep re-mentioning that i'm playing red dead redemption 2 and um pokemon let's go eevee and all these games that i keep playing but i am i'm a slow game player that's how it works uh but i decided uh i got another monitor from a friend of mine that is a uh it, it's basically the twin to the monitor I already use, and I use a uh an LG thirty-four UM sixty four, uh, which is a uh thirty-four inch ultra wide monitor. It's uh like twenty one fifty six by ten eighty as the resolution, so it's you know, it's a twenty one by nine aspect ratio. Um and I got a thirty four UM sixty five, which is Pretty much the exact same monitor It's just kind of a revamped version of it So they look almost identical Uh, But because of that I'm actually going to buy a dual Over and under monitor stand from Amazon And I'm going to be one of those One of those people That has two ultra wide monitors On his desk Which uh, Probably probably a little pretentious But Really? You? No Worth it. Shut up Sean (laughs) so yeah, um, I'll let you know how that goes, Uh, because one thing I am worried about is these monitors are not, uh, they're not super duper heavy, but they're heavier than they look, so I'm wondering how the uh, stand is going to work with them, because I am going to mount them to a stand, and if that doesn't work, I'll mount them to the wall, but I'd prefer to keep them mobile with my desk as opposed to having to patch holes in the wall if I move my desk from one wall to the other. I don't think I'll ever do that, but you know, it's nice to have the option. But that is about all that I have been up to. Um, ah, I got nothing for you today, Sean. So I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna take it out. Um, Thanks for listening guys. Uh, If uh, you know, if you want to come back, awesome. If not, I understand, but you know, F you too <laughs> um, Do you have anything else to add Sean Or you just want to call it Right off into the sunset no. Right off into the sunset That's what we'll do that's, what that, that's exactly what I think of when I hear our theme song Is right off into the sunset Shane come back More like blazing saddles <laughs> it's a good movie hell yeah